0: This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and
1: Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Surprise, you are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freemus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello. How are you going, Chris? Well, good. So, we didn't expect to uh, have a session uh, before the new year started, but, uh, you know, things aligned and there you go. Yeah,
0: we got stuff to talk about. So, we figured let's do it. And I'm at work this week, anyhow. So, Sucker. It's, very, <laughs> quiet. No, it's very quiet. Now it's very quiet. There's probably going to be about a maximum of 10 people here. Um that don't have enough leave <laughs> to take the holidays <laughs> off. So yeah, I'm here. So I figured I'll I'll squeeze one of these in um in between the other stuff that I'm doing this week and uh, we'll we'll knock one up for the books.
1: Well, let's talk about the the important things. Mm. What'd you get for Christmas?
0: Well, I got a $50 Google Play gift voucher, um, which I've subsequently redeemed. I haven't spent it on anything yet. But um, I've activated it, which is quite nice. I'll be able to buy some albums and probably some games that I've been having my eye on for a bit over the last year. That's pretty cool. Um, and it'll also play in quite nicely to all the um, movie discounts that are on Google Play at the moment. I've got a deal where I can hire free 99-cent movies. Okay. Um, so that's like any any new release, basically, I can get for 99 cents. So very happy about that. Awesome. Um, mm, that's pretty cool and i got a because we have ikea open down the road from us now um i also got a big packet of dime um chocolates don't know if you guys are aware of those but they're like a um a hazelnut and toffee um sort of inside covered with this really nice milk chocolate and they're just delicious delicious (laughs) little morsels and if you go to the cafe at um uh, at IKEA, you can actually get dime cake, which is made from the same stuff, all crushed up, and okay. it's just so good. Um, so, yeah, i will be munching my way through those. So, unfortunately, I, I got her some presents. I've, I kind of already bought her a pretty big present for her birthday, which was some jewellery from Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I wanted to give her something to open on right. Christmas Day, and I got a just some, you know, some platter. I got a, like a platter. Uh, with like a Paris theme on it because you know we've been to Paris recently. I thought that'd be yeah. nice and some, you know, just some placemats and stuff. And I sort of made one from the kids and one from me, you know, to do the whole thing that you have to do as a as a father. And unfortunately she didn't really, really like any of them. So <laughs> I'll be I'll be taking them all back uh, and getting my money. And she suggested that maybe in the future I just get her a wine voucher. So fair enough, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, when in doubt, one voucher. So, there you go. <laughs> That's easy. I just go to easy every enough. every time. So, yeah. How about you? Did you score?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, for starters, uh, got the Sopranos box set. Been looking forward to watching that show all over again since it first aired. That's how long it's been okay. since I watched it. A um, Couple of movies, a uh, little Venture Brothers season five. And uh, I got the... Uh, uh, the Last Guardian on PS4, which is if you've ever played Eco or Shadow of the Colossus, it's by the same makers. Um, this is a game that was supposed to have been released on the PS3. Um, oh. Literally, we've been waiting for it for about 12 years. Wow. Uh, that's, that's how long ago it was announced. And it was absolutely worth the wait. I'm so loving it. It's just like the, those other games, the, the Mood, atmosphere, the puzzles um, falls right in line. So if you if, if you've ever played any of those and you liked them, you're gonna absolutely love this game. Uh, I'm I don't even know how far into it I am, but it's incredible. Love it. Mm, um, awesome. And then uh, uh, I you know what the uh, perplexus balls are? Uh, no. Okay. So perplexus perplexus is a clear sphere. And inside of it is basically uh, an M.C. Escher maze, (laughs) with the the ball that you move around the ball, right? I've seen those,
0: but they're not called that here. Um, Oh, okay. I've seen like maybe they're knockoffs of it, but yeah, I've seen those, and I've had a go of them, and they're really hard to put down.
1: Yes, so we've had the original Perplexus for a couple of years now, and then I just got the Epic Perplexus and the Star (laughs) Wars Perplexus, and they are kicking butt. They're good times. (laughs) <laughs> yep. it's nothing like a, a tactile puzzle like that, eh? That exactly. you can just get your hands
0: on and and just while away the hours, because hours disappear when you play them.
1: Yes. Mm. Um, he, more importantly is the toys that the sun got that I get to play with also. So That's he got right. a whole slew of uh, LEGO Dimensions uh, packs. So we're going through those. Um, we got the Ghostbusters, Sonic, which was he just was playing that today, and I was laughing because it's... Totally Sonic from the '90s. It's awesome. Awesome, um, and uh, uh, you know the Gremlins pack, all sorts of little, you know, various packs. And then uh, he also got a Penn and Teller magic kit. No,
0: with, oh yeah,
1: <laughs> which which he's very excited about because it's not a Fisher Price magic kit. So,
0: um, <laughs> what's the, what's the difference between the two? Penn yeah. and Teller is a bit more adult.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and the you know the toys. It's basically it's designed with you know they know they got a quality name and they don't want to put out cheap material and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but what's funny is the first trick they have you learn is cup and balls. It's the oldest magic trick in the world, right? Yeah, And totally. it's, kind of color, famous for it. So he, he basically learns the basics and is all like, okay, here we go. Let me show you. And it's like, no, 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 you got to practice it, man, because your sleight of hand is not working yeah. <laughs> at all. Your sleight of hand is not so slight. Right. But, <laughs> but that's okay. He's having fun going through it. For my, my friends at work, I got him this little doohickey, which is uh, for you. those of you not watching because nobody is. Um, it's called a, uh, a Stress Cube. Actually, actually their website, uh, stresscube.com. No, they're not paying me. But uh, anyway, they so what it is, is it's a one inch by one inch uh, by one inch die with little tactile things on all sides. So you've got like the uh, spinning combination wheels. And then a, uh, a a smooth ball that pushes in and makes little tactile button noises. You've got uh, little buttons that you can push that make clicky noises. You've got a a wheel that spins, um, a light switch that goes on and off, a uh, a like a keyboard uh, button, like a joystick, like a joystick. And then a uh, smooth like a smooth stone for rubbing. And so it's just one of those things. just tactile, you can keep it in your pocket, and it just kind of gives your fingers something to do. Now give you a little secret here for those listening to the podcast. One of the hardest things in the world to do when doing any kind of broadcasting is not saying, um, Yeah, in your, that's natural, right. in your natural state, when you're talking to somebody, you never, you, I shouldn't say you never, but you rarely say, um, but for mm-hmm. some reason, when you're doing any kind of broadcasting, your mind is working in, in, you know, trying to give forth content that people would be interested. You got other things on your mind. And so when you go to pause, you say, um. Yeah, because you're, like your, well, you're giving your brain a chance to catch up. Mm. So, a trick that I've been using for some time has been because I read, keep your fingers busy. So, I usually use a ballpoint pen and I just kind of mindlessly click it. Ah, and okay. by giving your fingers something to do, that's occupying your brain and that gives you the moment of when you can pause and stall. So, Stress Cube <laughs> is doing the exact same thing. So, this entire podcast, I'm going to be sitting here just uh, fiddling with this thing. Uh, and that's uh, cool. Yeah, I want, I want one now. Like that looks yeah. really
0: cool. Because what I find I'm doing sometimes is like we've got these like essentially they're like hacky sack balls mm-hmm. that have marketing stuff from labyrinths on them. And I'm finding mm-hmm. that for me when I'm reading something or trying to understand something, I actually get two of them. I'll just spin them in my hand like connect balls. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a You can get metal ones that do the same thing, but I'm finding it's really improving my concentration, me doing that. And um, I think something like that would be pretty cool with that little cube, because it looks really cool. Yeah,
1: it is. It's it's very cool. And it comes in various colors. Um, uh, I think there was six different colors that you could choose from. There's various makers of it. If you look up Fidget Mm -hmm. Cube, uh, you can come across these, but this one specifically is from uh, stresscube.com. So, hey, Stress Cube, if you, uh, you know, if you if you order from them, mention blockade, and we'll get absolutely nothing out of them. That's right. <laughs>
0: as as you do that, I've just put a note in the group chat on the Hangout just to remind me to put links to that. Yeah, because I, I think I may may accidentally purchase one of those because <laughs> um, they look really cool. Um, that's really that's pretty good haul, mate. I'm jealous. You got more stuff than I did.
1: Yeah, something else, <laughs> and and then the the thing I got the wife. Um, so she's a scrapbooker. And she needs to photograph her layouts in order to post them to online galleries. The problem with that is, how do you photograph it properly? Because you got to be directly overhead. You don't want to get shadow. Yeah, get shadow. You got to have it properly Mm -hmm. lit. So usually, it's she goes outside at a certain time of day, puts it on the ground, you kind of squares up as best she can, photographs it, then has to go into Photoshop, you know, correct the angle, all that jazz. It's a pain. It's a pain in the butt. So I. There's this thing that was kind of specifically designed for scrapbookers, but it's also really good for people that um, uh, do eBay, um, anything oh, that you would yeah. sell small items. And that's a thing called a shot box. Oh, okay. And what it is, is it's a, think of it like a, uh, a milk crate almost. It's collapsible, yeah. but you pull it up, it pops open, thing flies down the back. It's all white. It's got LED lights built into it. You turn those things on, it gives perfect bounce into a, like a 14 by 14. Uh, cube, basically. And it's got holes on the top, so you can put your camera up on top, have it aim straight down, and it'll perfectly capture the 12 by 12 of the paper that she normally needs to photograph. That's really cool. And so it should take a lot of time off of, uh, and make it much easier for her to photograph. And then she doesn't have to have a, uh... Oh, (laughs) she just, she just, hold up. If you want to look at any of her stuff, she's on Instagram, and it's, uh, Andrea uh underscore free bus. And uh you can see what her, her uh scrapbooking stuff looks like. She's been published uh, published over fifty times. Um won many contest she gets posted on uh, various websites so it's good stuff. Uh that'd be with an IE though uh, Jared thank you. I always get those two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah you're not the only one that misspells my last name. It happens virtually all the time. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, it, it's it's super easy to set up. The thing is, is it's kind of costly compared to a lot of photo studios that you look at on on Amazon. Mm. But none of them allow you to shoot straight down, and mm. they have additional. They have lights that you have to light from the outside because it's usually yeah. like a soft white that it shines and glows. This yep. thing completely self contained, throws into a tote. It's pretty awesome so that's so good that's yeah. a smart gift
0: for a, um, a person who needs to take shots of actual things
1: yeah and then it comes with like backdrops so like I said if you're doing it from the side shooting you know say you got figurines or, or whatever mm-hmm. um, it gives you all sorts of backdrops both green screen blue screen white black um, it's got a little thing that hangs down the side so you can put your phone on that and it's got lights on it so it shines you know forward lighting so it's just really good for doing a lot of uh, side That's
0: cool yeah, actually, I'm thinking now of all the, uh, now you mentioned all the, the presents that you got, like, you know, for um, Mason, I'd, I'm thinking of the presents we got from, uh, for the kids as well. And, and there's some pretty cool stuff they got. Like, I've been enjoying helping the kids put together all their um, Lego. Um, yes, over the last- isn't that
1: the best? <laughs> oh, it's so
0: good. It's like the present for both. Like, yes, boys and girls, you can have this present and I will guide you through the instructions. Because some of the kids are, pitched at like age seven and yeah. Zachary's not quite there yet. So he just needs a bit of help getting yeah. some of the pieces on, but, and also understanding the, the isometric view and how to actually parse that from a, you know, putting the pieces on the right orientation. It's um, a, yeah, but
1: you know what? I got no sympathy for them because if you've ever looked at the instructions for the Lego, when I was growing up, it was terrible. Oh my gosh. It was a puzzle trying to figure out what the heck they mean they didn't give you a little box saying here's all the pieces we're going to use in this particular setup it was just look at the diagram and find out what's different
0: (laughs) yeah it's basically a a big exercise in like in those yeah those lego um instructions of the past were really that weren't that they were like a
1: spot the differences
0: and um, i'll tell you what i had a uh,
1: i had a coast guard kit probably came out in 1979 80 somewhere around It was Mm -hmm. the first uh, kit that I got that wasn't just a general builder kit. Yeah. And the entire thing assembles in I think twelve steps. Twelve steps. Yes. It's probably like a two hundred piece. We're talking about a you know three hundred piece Lego set. (laughs) In twelve steps. Twelve steps. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Welcome to the eighties. As an adult, I assembled this thing and I had the exact same problems that I had as a kid figuring out mm-hmm. wait, what, where do they want me to do that? You know, and you're counting dots and, yep. you're, <laughs> and it, it was one of those things where I'm having flashbacks going, wait, wait, this is the part that always messed you up. And then you would, uh, you'd, you know, get about four steps later and go, oh, it's all wrong and offset. You'd have to change everything. And so it was like trying to remember all this, but yeah, I got no sympathy for the <laughs> the, the Lego leg- instructions now.
0: <laughs> which is so much better. Like the, oh, God, yeah. the the fact that they actually give you the sub-assemblies as a box out when you're actually making them. And then they show you where to add them exactly with arrows. Like The fact like, that they divide the,
1: bo- the bags, you know, here's bag yeah. one. I'm going to assemble all of bag one first, whereas I just had a big giant pile. <laughs> yeah, picture. and
0: now they actually give you the tips like in the instructions now they say, first of all, sort the pieces into colors. Right. And that's like, that's a really obvious thing to do. And I never used to do that when I was young, but it was like, of course, you want to sort them into colors. That makes total sense. Yeah. So we did that. And it was a much easier for the kids to find the pieces and, and yep. actually do it themselves. So it's been very interesting from a, you know, from a Lego fan perspective to actually do some building of modern. Lego kits. And these are, yeah, we're talking about mixels and stuff like that. We're not talking about big kits.
1: Yeah, the mixels uh, are only, what, uh, 60, 60 pieces, about? Something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, and they're fun. They're, they're good for Zachary to build. We built yeah. two of the three of the Fire version of the mixels. Yeah. Um, but once we do three, I'm going to have to go to Lego and download the instructions for, yes. the, for the, the, the combined one. Yes. It's the max. Yeah, the max. I think it's a bit weird that they they ask you to go down and sort of get the instructions sort of separately. Although I guess it's hard because they're sold as individual little packets. Right. So um, we're gonna. I think that's gonna look really cool when we build which, that.
1: Which, when you think about it, if you were you know hardcore, you would have bought an additional three Lego sets so you could always have the max built. And then also have the individual mixes. Oh,
0: that's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's pretty nuts because of
1: how expensive that would get. (laughs) Yeah. As it is because they they came in waves. And each Mm. wave uh, came with, uh, there was nine packs. So three different uh, uh, groupings of three. Mm. So if you're interested. Well, each pack pack cost five bucks. So you're talking about 45 bucks just for each wave. And there was a total of nine waves. Wow. Okay. That's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm I'm taking photographs with my this shiny new Pixel um, phone that I've got. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking photographs of all the models close up, and I'll be publishing those as public albums on Twitter um, through Google Photos. So um, I'm having fun both making them and then photographing them in such a way that I want to actually share them. So yeah, it's been yeah. it's been fun doing that, and um, we've also got this. Um, game that we've been getting quite a bit of mileage out of which is essentially like um, Bingo, but it's called Zingo. And it's got this little um, dispenser. It's basically uses tiles. Instead of like marking them off on a sheet, you've got these little tiles that you insert into a dispenser. And then you'd love this. It actually works like an old credit card machine. You go <laughs> and it actually spits out two tokens. And then the first one <laughs> to actually call out what the token is gets to keep the token and put it on their card. I can okay. just see you going, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> with, with your love of old um, um, machines like that. I remember you talking about right. in a previous yeah. episode. So you get a kick out of that. Yes, when, that I, when I wanted to be a gas station attendant. That's exactly <laughs> right. You can relive your fantasies of that. <laughs> so yeah, Wow, gee, that's a lot of talk about Christmas. But hey, look, it is, it is the season, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, you, so what you're, you're saying, we should maybe talk about something else? Yeah,
0: since we've just pretty much like spent a half an hour talking about it.
1: Well, <laughs> but, you okay know? then. Uh, <laughs> you you tell me that something got released on Android that has been out on uh, iOS for some time. Oh, yeah, for ages. Finally, we
0: get to enjoy the next installment of Pinball from Color Monkey and Nina Innovations, which is um, the combo pack of Revenge of the Robobot version 2. Um, and um, masks of glory, um, which which is the Libre table, that's right. Yeah, so finally, they've decided, you know what, it's been out on iOS for long enough now. Let's let's port it over to Android and go through that palaver. The the thing that's the the um, masks of glory table is just plain fun. It reminds me of a system 11 table, um, with the rule set, and it's just a fun table to play. Plenty of humor in there, um. The, uh, the gameplay itself is fast, which is pretty consistent with all Nina Innovation and Color Monkey tables. They've really, <laughs> when it starts rocketing back down towards the flippers, it's fast as. So that adds to the challenge of the table. But the, uh, um, the theme in the um, Master of Glory table is just fantastic, like the, the, the whole, the feeling of one of those matches, the Mexican wrestling matches is just spot on. So they've done a really great job there. Um, Having some strange audio looping issues on um, the Shield tablet, um, which is a Tegra-based device versus the Pixel, which doesn't have the audio looping issues. But the good thing is that the developers have already responded to my review. I've I've given them an honest review on Google Play and I said, look, that both tables play great and all that, but there's some issues with the sound on Android, on Shield. I said, look, it, yeah, sorry about that. We'll be fixing that really soon. So I'm looking forward to the improvements on that. And some weird menu scaling issues as well on tablets um, where the text overflows the buttons, which is a bit bizarre, but again, they're fixing that as well pretty quickly. So. That's
1: great to see. Um, Um, Clarify something for me, just because you just popped up in my head. I was like, oh, is the Google Pixel not Android based? Yes, it is. Oh,
0: but um, it seems to be that the problems that we're seeing here are just because I think they've designed it for phones and they haven't really thought about tablets. Uh, For the the initial release only because this is the initial release on Android and there's always going to be some minor issues with an initial release, right? um, which I was totally anticipating. But um, uh, actually, there's been some interesting feedback on the reviews for the app because, of course, with RoboBot 2, um, when it was released on Android, Originally, the Anders from Colour Monkey suggested that there would be a, a cross-buy initiative for people who already own RoboBot, okay. um, so they could get RoboBot 2 for free. But because so much time has passed and because Colour Monkey I, I essentially sold the rights to the game to Nina Innovations, um, that's no longer applicable. But, and people are going, oh, why do I have to buy RoboBot again? You know, it's the same game. Actually, it's not the same game. Um there are there's a whole lot, a whole swathe of improvements done to the game. So there's um, better mode identification in the center of the table. So before, when you started a mode, it, you just started the mode, you had no idea what other modes you completed. Um there's also a now a multiple mode as well, which is new. Um you've got like a secret lock for the multiple ball uh, now, which wasn't there before. Um you've got um like more sound effects in there now so like more environmental sound effects and also voice calls because they've redone all the voice calls um there are yeah a whole stack of rule changes um and the game really it's a little bit like saying um i don't want to repurchase brighter pinbot 2.0 because it's you know the same game you know what i mean Right, it's not, it's not, it's like different enough that it's actually new. And you know, we're talking like even in Australia with the terrible exchange rate, we're, we're talking three dollars <laughs> per table, you know, so yeah, that's not even a cup of coffee. And this is a yeah, uh, you know, you're getting um, three dollars for Robobot and three dollars for Luce, um, that's sorry, Masks of Glory, that's not that bad, like, <laughs> <laughs> <To> have to. <laughs> Have to rebuy those two tables again. I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> you know, so I really don't understand the angst. Anyhow, um, it's a re- it's a great release. It's a nice addition, it's a nice take on digital pinball. Uh, it's very different to the other offerings on on Google Play, you know, from Farsight and Zen. It's uh it's really quite good. I'm really enjoying it as a as an offering. Well, cool. Yeah, so thank you to Nina and to Color Monkey for finally getting it out on Android for Christmas.
1: Hey, I wanted to bring up something uh, that uh, I don't think we talked about it last time. We briefly mentioned in our top five pinball things uh, Arcuda, uh, the Arcuda cabinet, and that it's going to have, uh, you know, officially a licensing pinball arcade for it. Mm. Um, one of the things that came out uh, is that if you... I'm not sure if it's if you pre-order or you download the software. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But basically through March, if you plan on purchasing it, uh, they will match dollar for dollar uh, the cost of Pinball Arcade. Uh, mm. So if you previously purchased it on Steam, you'll get it in, you know, built into the Arcuda um, for free, essentially. They're just going to, I guess they'll refund the money. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I don't even know if that information has come out. I'm just kind of assuming that that's what's going to happen. But... Um, that amounts or Twitter and stuff.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. And I've got a feeling that that's not just for Steam either. So if you bought the things on iOS or Android and you want to get into the you know, the digital cabinet market, they're actually going to honor those purchases as well. Yeah. Um, all they'll need is basically proof of purchase. So yeah. if you can show them through, uh, and you can do this easily through either the iOS store or Android, where you can go back through your purchase history for a, um, a particular um, developer or you know, product and, and see all the different purchases you made, yeah, they will honor it. And then I think they said in most cases, and you pretty much won't have to pay anything for the software um, in oh, most okay. cases. The other thing that I found very interesting, uh, which was released um, while we were in hiatus, was the way that Arcuda is integrating their product into Pinball Arcade. Now we talked last time a bit about um, the cabinet mode um, that Arcuda was working on. It turns okay. out that it goes a little bit deeper than that. So with Arcuda, um, I watched a YouTube video when they were at the um, IAPA Expo, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. And they were demoing their their tabletop um, cabinets and their pinball cabinets and all the offerings they've got basically. And the, the pinball cabinet, I think it was their tabletop version um, had a, a screenshot on it with um, the Pimble Arcade mobile interface, but it had an extra menu option which was Arcuda tables. So mm. it seems that Arcuda have paired up with Farsight to actually make fully integrated um, tables that, that will be totally immersive for the platform. That means that it'll actually display the back glass, uh, it'll integrate the DMD flawlessly. Ah, okay. And it will actually show the table in correct perspective orientation when it's displayed on the cabinet. Because at the moment, if you just run Pimble Arcade through Steam, um, it will actually sort of have the table tilted down and the DMD displayed on screen. Right. But they're actually slowly working through the tables, I think, and integrating them directly with the platform. So if you buy Arcuda and you enjoy Pimble Arcade, you're actually going to find the experience is totally immersive which is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, no, that's very um, good.
0: So that's that's a pretty cool development from them. And I actually had a, a deep dive into the, um, the the pinball offering that they've got, and it is kind of very cool um, for the, um, I guess, the home enthusiast of both MAME and PinMAME and um, pinball in general, because the the way they've designed the the cabinet is that it's not only compatible with pinball; it's actually compatible with all arcade emulators.
1: Oh, okay. So what
0: what happens is you they've got a lockdown bar um, on the on the screen because of course the the screen size forty two inch will always leave a bit of a gap at the bottom of the, the play field. So what they've done is they've they've got your standard lockdown bar to sort of Get the the feel of a pinball machine, but what you can do is that you can actually go and get this additional control panel that turns your pinball machine into a full blown arcade machine. So, so,
1: so it's trackball, six buttons, all that kind of stuff. The whole
0: lot, like it's a huge. It's basically a huge panel that just plugs directly in to okay. the existing um, bus. They've got they've got a custom um, arcade bus underneath, and it you can choose one or two options this is a cool thing you can actually have it display in portrait mode like you can do, you can play any game on Steam in portrait mode on the screen but if you want you can press a cabinet button on the side and it switches to the black glass so you've got basically this this I think it's like a thirty two inch screen in the back okay or something like that and it instantly switches to to um, standard 16 by nine orientation and you just play the game like you would on a almost like a an, a big sort of mega view arcade machine that you would see sure. in, in the arcades. And it's kind of really cool the way they've done that. They've really thought about the way that they're integrating the, um, um, the software and the overall package to make it not just a pinball machine, but something that you can use for a variety of different applications. Very cool idea.
1: Have you been able to determine where it's going to be shipping from? Uh, from Australia, mm. um, it's, it
0: seems. And I think, uh at this stage i'm not aware of any uh distribution plans for them but yeah it could be very interesting to see what happens
1: because i'm I'm just thinking i'm like boy that automatically adds that huge shipping charge that you guys suffer from all the time but obviously the majority of people buying this i would think are not going to be in australia (laughs) uh i wouldn't think so but you think
0: about i've seen a lot of um uh what what would i say uh clips from TNT Amusements, and they say that for them to ship a pinball machine anywhere in the world costs $500, Yeah, that, that's it. So they create it up, they put it on an international pallet, they do it up in plastic and off it goes for 500 bucks. So, you know, it's, it's not a lot more um, to actually ship it out. And it might be that they have a distribution network over in the US, I'm not sure, it would make sense if, like, if there's enough demand, if people want them, that they actually um, just do a container and then have a distributor over there to um, farm them out. Right. You know, that will that will be how they do it. I mean, that's huh. how they do all the other pinball machines. Like Stern ships yeah. them over in a container, and and we get them here with the distributor. So I don't imagine that they would do it any other way. But yeah, it's um like if I had the money, I would seriously consider this because it's essentially like an arcade machine and the Steam platform, so you have access to all the different Steam titles as well. Okay. Um, look, it's it seems like a pretty good buy, really. Could be really cool,
1: could be. Um, something else to touch upon that since that happened since our uh, our last podcast was that uh Stern Pinball Arcade dropped on Android, iOS, and Steam. Now, yeah, um, we're gonna be kind here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, my caveat is. This is a very early build, folks. Much like the Gear VR build wasn't uh, exactly ready for prime primetime, um, my initial playing with the Steam version is still not ready for prime time. but I also don't think it's necessarily time to jump down Farsight's throat and, you know, hang them out to dry over it. It's one of these things where it's like, you know... I, I get a gut feeling for it. <laughs>
0: I think that they've been clamoring for it and I think, to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure if this is the case, but you could pretty much expect that because Stern is the um, the main driver of this app, I think yeah. there might have been some some serious encouragement to from them to get this app released earlier than probably it should have been, that probably Fastlight may have been comfortable yeah. with releasing it. So I think if anyone is to blame, it might actually be Stern in this particular case. That's my gut feel, anyhow.
1: And if you're wondering what when when we say what's to blame, uh, me just plunking around with the Steam version, uh, I couldn't do everything 100% with the controller. I had to use my mouse for some things. The general interface is clunky. Um, yeah. It's just not very intuitive. Uh, once you get into a table, once you get into playing Mustang or Frankenstein, those are the two tables that were available for free. And as we're recording this podcast, I got a notification popping up that says... Downloadable content is now available for Steam, whereas it wasn't a couple of days ago, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's good." Oh, stupid to release a table that you know and advertise, but you can't even purchase anything. But on the same yeah. hand, I would say, hey, at least you knew ahead of time that the UI was clunky before you put down money. Now, if you go ahead and put down money and still complain, that's on you because <laughs> exactly. you had a warning. Um,
0: I think that, the yeah, look, I'll agree with you that there are interface elements that just aren't probably right for Steam. Um, sorry, I haven't actually seen the Steam version, but I can imagine that it's pretty much the same as the mobile version. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's uh, stuff in the mobile version at the moment that's a known issue, for example, you can't adjust the uh, position of the launch or special buttons um, in in the game. That's, that's a big confusing factor for people at the moment. The other thing is that um, uh, at the time of recording, the the volume um, isn't actually linked to the uh, hardware volume buttons on Android, so to work around that problem, you need to actually adjust the volume outside of the app and then go back in, and then it will actually honor the volume settings. But that must be really confusing to people who perhaps aren't more technical. Yeah. Um, and they go, well, why isn't there any volume? That, that that would be quite frustrating, I would imagine, for those folks that aren't perhaps as technical. and. Um I've gone through to try and help the guys out on for the Android app I've gone through and in my Google play review I've documented the known issues in my um, review which farsight have actually responded to um and said look thanks for the detailed feedback and we're working on all these issues to try and get them patched as soon as we can so hopefully that will actually help people that are coming to the app going, wow, why isn't this working? Yeah I think what farsight, could probably do to work around that issue is in the what's new section of the iOS, Android and Steam apps, they should actually document what is a known issue at the moment and make that publicly known that that we're working on resolving these issues. Please stand by. That would be a much better message to send.
1: Um, well, you know, what's, easy. What's, what's interesting, too, with this app, um, we beta testers haven't even so much as gotten a whiff of this. No. We have um, not. It has not we gone through any beta we testing. We were invited into beta. Um, as far as I know, nobody was doing beta on it uh, other than in house. So, yeah.
0: this has well and truly uh, been isolated from the regular beta testing channels because it is, again, yep. it's not really FastSight's primary um, driver. Stern. They yeah. are high Because whenever
1: we yeah. even. When we go ahead and ask, when, you know, when we talk to anybody from Fireside, and we ask them any question about Stern Pinball Arcade, it's crickets. We hear they don't... Yep. lip Lips shut. They don't tell us nothing. So yep. um, it, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that that carried over to the beta program, that they weren't running it through beta. Um, they
0: really should, though. Like, they really was, should. It was been I think they, they... My gut feeling is they probably knew... The quality of this before that they uh, before they were forced to actually release it, and uh, I'd imagine that you know some people may question Farsight's quality control, but I think even they will be going, "Oh, this is not a good idea
1: to put this out." And that being said, I think we can pretty much guarantee that this isn't (laughs) the final version of one. No way, not a chance. They're going to. This is too valuable to them a contract for them to just you know let it hang there like that. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to get addressed. This is going to be a matter of time. So be patient with them. As soon, as
0: soon as the holidays are over, and they've got stuff back in there. They're going to be smashing these issues out. Yeah. Like, so treat. I think what you should uh, like. I think we pretty much made set the expectation. This is really like a public alpha, really of the app. It's not even really beta. Like it works. There's no issues. Quite in some case severe. No issues. Um, and look, for example on, on Android I can play the game on pixel but I can't play it on shield because there's big black boxes all over the the, the screens. so yeah. obviously they haven't been able to test on Tegra devices um, which again if they were contractually able to expose this early to a set of trusted beta testers they probably would have seen this um, I, I really hope that perhaps we can work with as beta testers we can actually work with Farsight more closely on it um, in the future because I think it would be beneficial for them if at least two weeks out from release or maybe after announcement from Stern that they were going to release this particular table uh, that we could then start testing it and helping out the guys to work out device compatibility issues with it.
1: Now, let's make something else very clear about this because I'm already mm-hmm. seeing uh, posts on the form uh, that goes something like this. This is the uh, PC Steam form. Mm-hmm. I went to go play Stern Pinball Arcade and the tables are playing in slow motion. They're having a really hard time running on my computer. I have no problems with TPA running in DX11, but so, so it's really bad that it's happening with Stern Pinball Arcade. Folks, different engine. Well, I'm not sure if it's quite a different engine, but it's top to bottom been designed differently. It needs mm-hmm. a r- more robust machine. You're not going to be able to get away with running DX11 on... Uh, you know, without a dedicated video card and a somewhat decent dedicated video card. It's just not going to function that way. Same thing goes with the mobile. They've already said that on iOS, it's needs to be running on something that's running iOS 10. Now you may have your, you know, uh, your iPhone five, which can run iOS 10, but it may not be able to handle it as well as, you know, the brand new, you know, Six or seven, right? That's right. So you got to understand they've. It may be capable of running on a slightly older device, but it's really being designed for what is out brand new today, Mm. going forward. So it's a little bit like um, don't keep comparing it to TPA. It's a different program. There's a reason why none of the stern tables, these modern sterns, were coming to TPA because they weren't going to be able to run them. That's right. Think
0: about, you know, when games were released like Doom and stuff like that, when, you know, back in the 90s, they say, oh, minimum specifications, this, this, and this. That's essentially what this is now. Like, yeah. we're on Steam. It's like, yep, yeah, it'll run, but it'll be a terrible experience. And you really <laughs> need to have this, this, and this to run it better. Yeah, It's welcome to the world of PC. You need to upgrade this thing constantly. Yeah, Like, it's just, it's just how it is on PC. And Android, is the same like at the moment they I, I believe that the that there was talk i think at one stage um of like only allowing certain um devices to actually run this game uh, at the moment i'm not seeing any evidence of that um it looks like a lot of different devices that questionably may not be a really good fit for Stan pimple ar- ar- arcade to run but as the release has gone forward, I've seen reports from from users saying, oh, this device um, used to support it, but now it doesn't anymore. So I think that's an interesting way of of sort of offering the app initially. What I would probably do is um, have a really, really small subset of devices say like maybe only um, five or six known devices that they've actually got in in the software house that they've tested the app on directly to say, "Yep, yeah, these eight or nine Android devices are capable of running this game, and we know that they are." So these are the ones that we'll allow you to install.
1: Yeah.
0: Like for example, like if they know that on the Pixel it will run, then whitelist that device. But if they know that the Shield K1 and the Shield Tablet has issues at the moment, blacklist them so yeah. it will not actually run, because you're going to cut down your support cases if you do that. You're going to cut down the really poor ratings that the app, unfortunately, is getting on Android at the moment. Um, it's just uh, an unusual tactic to actually go, let's just open Slather and then filter down. I think the, the other problem that that may cause, and I really hope it doesn't, is that like the the people will install the app on their device. It may be running a little bit slowly, but they go, well, this is cool. I get to play, you know, ACDC and Star Trek and Mustang. I'm going to buy these tables. And then as they try and work out what devices are right and wrong for, for the actual release, they start to restrict these devices. And then suddenly the people who've actually downloaded and purchased titles are no longer actually able to play it on their tablet or perhaps their only Android device, which may be now blacklisted. This is this is a risky game um, to but, play. You
1: know, here's here's the good news at least with mobile. Mm. People typically are buying a new device every two to four years. Typically, yes. Typically, and, so, mm. and no matter what purchase you made, it'll carry it with you. You know, it's not locked to the device you purchased it on. It'll carry over to the next device. So, that's quite correct. Yeah. You, you know, that's at least that's at least the positive. Uh, mm. On that front, and I'll say I—you said you had a different experience—but just when I threw in uh, the Stern Pinball on my PC, uh, all the tables that I already owned, so your uh, Frankenstein, Starship Troopers, High Roller Casino, all those that are in yeah. TPA, they were popping up for me. As yes, I own them now, also in Stern mm. Pinball App.
0: Yeah, that's not the case on Android, yeah, and that's it's really making. It's really not. and it's really frustrating some Android users and the fact that they can see that happening on Steam and they've heard reports of it, yeah, yeah. as a cross by or like we already own these tables on on Android, which unfortunately, at the moment look identical to the ones that are in um, the uh, TPA. Uh-huh. that's that's like th- there's actually on Android at the moment zero graphical difference between TPA and SPA. And that's a really hard sell for people to go, well, why do I want to actually buy the season pass for this when there's no, there's absolutely zero visual difference between um, SPA and and TPA. And it's the same for all the CERN tables. Arguably, there's nothing special about them uh, as far as like software enhancements or lighting improvements. Like, we're not seeing any environmental lighting that was like touted. And you can probably say that, you know, it's fair to say that the reason why we're not is because they're still trying to work out performance. Yeah. (laughs) Like the, essentially what they're doing is they're downscaling everything back to a baseline. And then as they work out how to tune the game for all the different hardware on um, Android and iOS to a certain extent, they'll start to introduce features as they start to perfect how the game runs. But a lot of consumers don't understand that. They go, oh, it doesn't look any different. Therefore, it's crap. Well, yeah. that's a short sighted view. And that's not how mobile works these days. Like in a perfect world, you'd have 50 Android devices that you could test on. But, you know, that's impossible um, to actually test.
1: And I'd also say this, folks if you're one of these people that does feel the need that you're going to, you know, groan and moan about what it is and, and everything like that, don't purchase it yet. Wait. Yeah. You know, now it's the time. If you want to vote with your wallet, vote with your wallet. Let them yeah. develop it more. You've already waited this long. Wait a little bit longer. You know it's going to get fixed. In the meantime, you can still play the free version. Yeah. As you're playing the free version, if you don't see any improvements, then hey. Don't pay. Don't pay. You can wait until you see in a forum that somebody finally says, ah, these improvements have happened or whatever. And then you can jump in and be like, okay, cool. But if you go ahead and purchase and then complain, Um, then you're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. It's been pretty much made obvious what it is at this state and what state the game is in. Don't sit there and go, well, I bought because you promised. Quit buying on promises. Buy what is there at the moment.
0: Yep. (laughs) Be a smart consumer. Vote with your wallet. And Farsight will, will, of course, they'll take that into account when they start to see people actually taking up the platform. And I actually think that uh, there was one piece of, positive feedback in the Android thread for SPA. There's a a lot of bug and a lot of like negative Nancy talk happening in the Android thread, which you really have to filter out based on the known quality of it. But somebody has actually gone and downloaded um, the uh, Star Trek and ACDC tables and they are actually really positive about their experience with the the thing. They said, look, I've never been uh, a fan of uh, you know, Star Trek when it was released, but they said, "Look, playing it now on mobile with the latest code, it's reawakened my love for the table." Sure. Um, and this is this is what we're talking about, right? This is actually, in part, a marketing tool for soon because this person's now realised that, hey, wow, the rules on this table are really good now. Yeah. I might actually go back into the arcade and I might actually go and play this table for real. Yeah. You know, so it's working already. Like the, the, the plan is working already. And yes, there are some rough edges at the moment, which are known, but I think as time goes on, this is going to be a very, very cool thing for Stern and for Farsight as well.
1: You know, it's funny. There's a thread where the person was questioning, uh, uh, their attitude towards Farsight. They hadn't, uh, purchased any tables in a very, very long time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so kind of started a little bit of discussion and, and I went in there and I've said what I've said all along. I became much more at peace with Pinball Arcade when I remembered I loved it as soon as I got it with those first four initial tables, right? Yep. I loved everything about it. I loved playing it. It hit exactly what I wanted. There was a ton of things promised. There was a ton of potential in it, but my immediate reaction was, yes, love it. As yep. time went by... We started realizing what the potential of it was, and then everybody started getting angry that they weren't matching that potential. Meanwhile, the game itself stayed the very same that you loved right off the bat. Yeah, so it's true. Once I realized that, I was like, "Well, you know what? I can't, I can't be playing the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. You know, would it mm-hmm. have been better if a different developer uh, did it? Could it have been better if they, you know, immediately had you know a better UI or whatever? Should they have?" Stuck to this monthly release, or should they have you know taken on Zen's model. hey, none of that matters. This is the game that we have. The way it looks is the way it's always going to look. They're not going to change the look suddenly and make it hundred percent photoreal. You know, with bright shiny right. chrome or anything. The uh, the tuning, yeah, that's that's changeable, and we've seen some changes in that, and. So there's something that was kind of a surprise of, hey, you know what? They're still actively you know, developing this stuff. But mm. you have to look at it at the time of purchase. And if you loved it then, then you cannot be sitting there complaining about what it could potentially become. You have to enjoy it for what it is. And then anytime anything good happens in the game, you go, bonus, awesome. I'm so happy to... that got put in. It's a valid point, you know,
0: because we had the, the, the curse of those long-term adopters of the platform that we've seen it evolve and we've seen it sort of have that essentially a race condition of what we expect versus what's delivered. But say you were a new person that comes to the platform today and you go, cool, hey, this is cool. It's digital pinball on Android, iOS, Steam even. It's like, wow. So I get access to like 70 tables and I can, you know, play all these tables now this is cool and you see it from essentially today is your day zero with the game like you'd be going this is fine right yeah like like this is perfectly fine hey look some of these earlier like season one tables that they may look a bit different to some of the the later ones but hey whatever they seem to play all right hey this is all right you know
1: and then you go onto the forum and you read everything you go oh my gosh that's what was going on. I hate this game now. Well, yeah, exactly. you yeah. yeah. Well, just in some
0: ways, <laughs> in some ways, Pimble Arcade fans is a bad advertisement for the platform because <laughs> forums, forums themselves actually um, only highlight the negatives yeah. of a platform. It's very rare that you'll go into a forum and see positive things about anything. Like it's always people with issues or problems or observations to the negative. It's very rare that you'll go, you know, positive things like, hey, well, this is really good, yeah. I, this is working really well. So yeah, forums in a lot of ways, including Pimble Arcade fans and and all that, uh, in fact, probably a negative um, for um, software houses because they highlight all the bad things Yeah, and they're very easily indexed by Google, unfortunately. <laughs> so if you're doing a search for something like, oh, the yeah, uh, Twilight Zone on on Pimble Arcade, probably the first thing that'll come up will be the forum. Um, Rather than Farsight's website. Right. So,
1: so yes. again, you gotta with with regards to Stern Pinball Arcade, this is day zero for you. Mm. If you are comparing it to Pinball Arcade, that's a valid comparison. Mm. And if you don't like what you see right now in comparison to Pinball Arcade, don't purchase anything. Yeah. If you have the free app with the free game. Good enough to make a call. Based off yeah. of what you already know about Pinball Arcade, if you've never played Pinball Arcade, and you picked up the Stern Pinball Arcade app, who knows what your opinion of it might be? But if you like it, then know this: you're going to like it even more eventually. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's going to get Did it's going to be, get better. So, again, quit playing the well. They promised, and this is what we because half the promises that have been made have not actually been made. It's speculation that everybody has passed along to the point that now it's become fact. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think um, eh, hindsight's always a wonderful thing, but I think probably the the launch table they should have gone with probably would have been something like ACDC or or, um, Star Trek rather than um, Mustang. I think if they gave people a chance to play Star Trek as the free table on launch, that would have been a much better advertisement for the app. I think Mustang mm, it's probably not... The, the greatest one to actually um, show off as your uh, demo well, or it debut. Have,
1: it, it, this might be... Because when you look at the um, the downloadable content page, they are charging for Mustang. So I have a feeling this is just a, basically your free table of the month, if you will. Well, that's what I'm talking about. But it, right, so you're I, saying you should think, have had a free table different than Mustang. Yeah. But a month from now, who cares? Because it will be a different table.
0: That's right. Yeah, so, I think... We can look forward to a different one next month, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and by that stage, I think it might be it might have actually been um, a good decision because, you know, with the initial release, would you have wanted to pair um, something as good as Star Trek up with uh, an app with known release issues? Right, probably not, right? So after yeah. they've had a chance to address those issues, they come firing with all cylinders with a with a product that's actually you know probably ready for release more so than it was now yeah. and with the ability to really give it a good test out with something as good as Star Trek, well, you know, that would be a really smart decision, really. We'll, so, we'll
1: eventually come out with our own, you know, 100% solid review of the app. I just feel like it's not the time to do a review. Um, no. We haven't been asked or given review copy either, so it's not, no. you know, I'm 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 waiting until I feel that the app is ready to be reviewed. Uh, and then we'll give our true opinion of it here. Um, so hopefully, yeah. you know maybe maybe in a month, maybe two, uh, we'll be able to to give something more accurate. Um, yeah you know, it's yes, I do. I honestly do wish that they were Zen and would kick out a completely polished product, but they're farsight, and we know how <laughs> we this is par for the course for farsight. so it's not really surprising to. Do any of us? Um, Speaking of Zen,
0: I actually found out something a little interesting about Zen. What's
1: that?
0: And the fact that somebody um, in the Zen forum um, has come into the Android thread and going, so when are you guys going to be introducing PC tuning for Android? Because apparently um, they've come in to Android just with you know as a like a baseline first first adopter perspective, Mm -hmm. and they've tried out Sorcerer's Lair on Android and it plays completely differently to how it plays on PC. Oh. Very, very differently. So there's like the the ball weight and everything is completely different. Like on PC you can do bounce passes off the flippers. Uh-huh. And nope, not on Android. Um, it's, it's like a dead weight. So like they said, look, you know, I'd actually really be quite keen to go and purchase tables on Android so I could play them on the go, but I'm not willing to purchase them based on the current tuning that they've got in on the Android app because it's rubbish. So I have a feeling that what they've done on PC is they've gone through all the older tables and bumped them with a with a physics tuning, which is interesting because when I was talking to Bobby, um, she suggested that um, that would not be possible because it would require like basically Canon tuning on all the different parts of the play field to make mm-hmm. sure that balls Know, didn't pass through the play field again mm-hmm. so it looks like they've done it on pc
1: but they haven't yet done it on mobile which is interesting so i should go but, back and play some of those older games and see uh see what they play like i haven't i haven't touched sorcerer's rare and God, i don't even know in, how long, long time yeah. it's a good game
0: actually i played it recently on it android is. and it's surprising how much fun it is to play especially when you get deep into it it's it's pretty captivating as a game yeah so yeah, give it a go and and install it on iOS, or um, and then play it on Steam and see what you think about the tuning. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I'll check that out. Maybe we'll have that uh, for next time. Mm, good idea. Speaking of next time,
0: <laughs> it's um it's been a a, a rather jam packed episode. I'm glad we actually did it because right? we talked about a lot of stuff.
1: We certainly have. Uh... Hey, why don't you check out our website? It is blockadepinball.com. If you want to fire off an email to us, we are blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter, at blockade. And you can uh, see me and Jared. I am at shut your traps on Twitter, and he is at Jared Morgs. Good ways of uh, communicating with us and uh, seeing what's what. Yeah. And also, make sure. Check out, uh, check out the various uh, links that we have on our website for this particular show. Um, like I said, if you want to go check out stresstube.com, if you want to check out uh, shotbox.me or if you want to uh, check out my wife's Instagram at Andrea underscore freebus uh, for Instagram. Yep, that's right. And um, also check out shirts
0: and um, just <laughs> as a reminder, um, we actually now have a PayPal Me um, service available as well if you Want to kick us a couple of bucks, so yeah, we we appreciate it if you like what we do. So yeah,
1: absolutely. All righty, so uh, yeah, we'll be back next time with more info. I believe I next time we'll have my annual uh, what I liked best and what I liked least movie list. I am actively trying oh. to have seen a hundred movies this year. I am very very close. I'm gonna go check out Rogue One today, and uh, I've got a couple more that I'm renting to get done before January first, which is. I'm, I'm thinking that uh, yeah, I'm thinking that I've not seen Rogue one either
0: yet, which is terrible. And I think it might be something that I'm going to have to do as a long lunch this week <laughs> um, in 3D because apparently it's excellent in 3D. Yeah, I
1: think if I might actually
0: go that way. If I can actually get a session in 3D, still, I'm I'm not sure.
1: Hopefully, yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because yeah, I've heard it's it's definitely worth 3D. Mm. Alrighty, gang. Well, thank you once again for listening. And like we said, surprise—we didn't expect to redo this, but Jared was like, um, "There's nobody at work. Why don't you uh, hop on in?" So yeah. well, let's let's do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we will talk to you again in a week, folks. Thanks for listening. See you later, guys. WizardAmusement.com—the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for ten percent off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization.
0: Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. You can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop
1: listening, Place some pinball. So, hey, why don't you all uh, go ahead and check out our website, Blah Blah Blockade Pinball. Wait, that's not our website, that's our email address. Damn it, it I is. did it again. Blah blah yeah. blah. <laughs> Pinball. <Pinpole. laughs> oh my god, edit the hell out of this, please. No. Nope. Um... <laughs> <laughs>